Welcome to season two of the 52 Weeks Podcast. A series where four people come together to dream big, start small, and act daily. Hey guys, this is Meredith. This year, I want to kill it at learning the guitar and make yummy recipes. Why, hello, Steph here in 2021 is going to be my year to run faster, eat all the veggies, and read more than ever before. I'm Heidi, a new addition this season, and I'm excited to be here. This year, I'm slowing down, showing more gratitude, and embracing the whole spectrum of real life. I'm the base of the podcast, Josh. This year, I want to have a failure each day and achieve my goals for my company, JP Couture. Make sure to subscribe so you don't have FOMO. It's week 30, guys. We don't have very many episodes left. Crazy. It's crazy That's how time stressful. flies. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have a guest coming, so let's hurry and go through our goals for this past week. Um, how were your goals? Mine was great. Um, I just had a few of them that I wanted to get done. Uh, one was basically uh, telling my construction job I want to go full part time, and like stuff like that is really mm-hmm. nerve-wracking for me yeah just because i'm like oh, i'm letting people down yeah but i did that um which went a little bit more smoother than i thought but a little ripples mm-hmm. will even those out and um then just kind of play a lot of catch up on some emails and whatnot cool just a relaxing only a few goals we missed you last week. Oh, I I, I was missed too. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I missed you guys as well. I wouldn't have missed us if you guys knew what he was doing last week. <laughs> what were you doing? I was river rafting. Aw. I mean, where was our little... invite? Um, <laughs> it was in the mail. I didn't get an RSVP <laughs> back. Sorry. <laughs> that was very fast. Job. It was in the mail. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to talk up his trip because I feel like I could have been there with all the pictures that were posted. Uh-huh. Yeah. I went to Jackson Hall, uh-huh. which is my all-time favorite place. Yeah. I'm so proud of myself because I see these pictures and cr- somebody was posting them. And I was like, that's Phelps. That hike sucks, by the way, because yeah. you start at the top and you hike down, which is like, oh, this is great. And you jump off a rock into the lake, but you have to hike back out. And it's like straight up. It's just outside the park, but it's part of the park. So that's I the first time. It, I, and then he told me he was like, "Yeah, we went to Phelps," and I was like, "Nailed it!" <laughs> that was the first time I went to Phelps. Yeah, it's not a very popular trail. Which is nice because like Jenny Lake was super packed. Oh yeah, I never go to Jenny Lake. Don't just be on that to slide like. I like that because there's a little hike that goes really? to a nice little waterfall. Mm-hmm. Um, but hidden falls. Yeah. Um, but Phelps Lake was cool. Jumping out the lake. Guys, uh, the I know walk. the Tetons better than I know the Cottonwoods. And I only lived there for like three months. <laughs> <laughs> that place amazing. Keep going. Yeah. and uh, But Monday, Chris, your friend that you're seeing pictures from, um, he didn't go rafting with us, but it held and rained on us on the river, which was the first time that's happened. And it was a pretty cool experience. Yeah. However, like pea-sized hell when you're just in a swimsuit doesn't feel great yeah I bet and I'm guessing somebody had their own raft or did you go through a company uh somebody had their own raft oh right that's cool yeah so his trip was really fun guys 
There's a reason jealous. we're all jealous. <laughs> Anybody want to go to Jackson, I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> so what were your goals, Mayor? Oh, mine, let me, my phone just went dark on me. Okay, so I did not do the routine. I have not been able to go to bed before 2 this week. So. 2 a.m.? Yep. Bow, chicka, bow. <laughs> if only that was why. If only. You know, when life gets hard, it makes it hard to sleep. Um, and then... But were you one? in bed? So, yeah, yeah. Okay. There was attempts. Okay. Because after last week's conversation, I think my biggest focus this last week was about trust. Like, when I tell myself something, to listen to myself yeah. kind yeah. of thing. So it was more, I actually changed my goal more from 9.30 to 10.30. I was like, realistically, I'm really going to make it into bed by 11 or 11.30. There's a way I'm going to jump up to those others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was in bed most often by that time. And then even waking up, it was like, okay, I'm, I know myself, like giving myself knowing what's really going to happen instead of having these unrealistic Mm -hmm. expectations. And so getting out of bed was less stressful. So that's really what I worked on this last week was if I said to myself, let's do that, or let's avoid this, trying to really stick to that. The biggest one was like playing on my phone before going to bed. Um, trying to be like, okay, one more game, and then you really are going to turn it off. Um, the brain turning off on its own, that's a whole other I story. Know. But I tried, you know. Um, and so all of my other goals kind of fell within this, whether I did them or not. Um, practice the guitar. Um, I did that a couple times. I didn't do it every day. Daily tidings. I did really well. My kitchen stayed clean all week. Bedroom, on the other hand, did not. Um cooking at home no actually I changed that because I ended up I was kind of like I'm gonna buy all the things I've been telling myself that I need to save up for (laughs) I spent a lot of money last week um I did practice the mantras I wrote one on my board the other one was to write out I don't know if we actually talked about this or if this was kind of on the back end to write out the insecurities and create um my mantras off of that and so I did kind of do that. Not kind of. I did do that. Um, and then I also created, I actually decided not to do the mood chart. I was okay after a little bit on that one. So I feel like I was pretty, I wasn't successful if you look at this, but a lot happened this week. And so working on the trust. Cause you can't be successful at these things without the self-trust. So Love it. Yeah. Um, I only had three tried in my journal, which I didn't do. I just created more memories that need to go into the journal. <laughs> um, I did go to four national parks. And <clears throat> and then the mantras, I mean, they are written down in a mo- mobile, like, way. But, but I keep changing them because I feel like I need different pep talks every day. Mm. So I either need to... Like, I want to think about a more comprehensive one or a more, or maybe less detailed, I don't know, less detailed or just good enough to stick with for 10 days instead of um, having to change all the time because I was like, that's what I need today. Anyways. I love this app. This was the app that Craig, when we did his episode, however long ago, he recommended it's called Think Up. So you can, like, say your affirmations. Yeah. You could add music, but then you don't have to, like... 
it's like you can be driving and it can play or I don't know I just like it because you can categorize them into different things too so so if you're like you know what I want this affirmation today you just play it awesome that's all I got um are you traveling this weekend too no so this is your first time (laughs) I'm so excited five months yeah no one asked me to do anything. I'm staying home. <laughs> I mean, unless it's real fun. Then. And Meredith pointed out earlier that you are quite dark. <laughs> She's so tan. I love yeah. it. Healthy sunshine. I fit. love the sunshine. <laughs> nice. Love it. Well, my goals this week, so I had a goal for running six days. I did three. The gratitude, saying the gratitude prayer, something I'm grateful for in 24 hours. I did that. My goal was seven days. I did that seven days. Listen to our 52 Weeks podcast. I'm sure avoiding that. I did not do that. <laughs> and the other thing was to not have electronics in my room after eight. This last week was hard because they're like, I'm at my parents' house, right, for 20 more days until mm-hmm. I close. <laughs> not counting and down, right? <laughs> 19, actually, today. But my brother was in town, and so my second bedroom was taken, which might sound like very, like, your second bedroom. But, like, that's where I was, like, storing my electronics and, like, laying out my clothes and stuff. So I just sort of fell off that routine I had yeah. made. Um, and, guys, I was so excited because some of my big things that I've had on the agenda for this year, I got done, like, so my Remus Audio website, I revamped that. I submitted all the stuff for the trademarking, which was huge. Thank you, Tara, for helping me out there. And I got a new driver's license. Excellent. Well, I know, right? So, so anyways, that was... Oh, is that because it's your birthday next week? Yes. So, and the driver's license, they're so on top of things oh, right you make an appointment yeah you are in it was out. 10 minutes nice really? yeah yeah because i was dreading that. going so anyways because you hear horror stories but yeah nope they're lickety split they're like way fast so. i gotta get mine done yeah okay <laughs> 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 wait when that was just an hour thought. oh your birthday september yeah okay i so have, have some bit. time i just gotta keep on my mind so i'm like yeah oh i gotta do this well, it's a gradual step. So. Yeah, I get you. So we have a few minutes before Tracy comes. So do you guys want to talk about your goals for this week? Yep. Sure. Yeah. Starting with Joshua. Yes. So um, realizing I didn't... Missing last week, I didn't go over the previous week goals. Mm-hmm. But anyways. Um, so uh, this week, I'm wanting to do more prospecting with uh, my shirt company mm-hmm. or in clothing company. Uh, continue with the mantras, uh, post shoes and start promoting them. Um, also, my manufacturer started doing women's high heels. Mm. So I got to look more into that, learn more and whatnot. Uh, learned, uh, so my manufacturer, I had a meeting with him today over Zoom about the denim. And this guy is from Europe. And so I got to go. I had a bunch of questions about the sizings and measurements and how they correlate. And so with their platform. Mm -hmm. And so he answered that. So I have to go through that and make sure I'm getting everything because I don't want to submit measurements and my understanding be different than what their understanding is. So we're on the same page. Uh, before I process or do anything on that. Um, and then um, beginning of next month, there's a, a fashion convention going on in Vegas. I want to look at the vendor list, and I'm already registered to be 
going, but I want to make sure that it'll be worth my time. Mm -hmm. So I'll look at the vendors list and uh, I need to decide if I'm going to go because then I have to buy a hotel and whatnot and then see if I want to go into shows that are there. Cool. Any fashion shows or other shows? Other shows. There'll be a lot of fashion Do shows. Do you know which ones are open right now? Um, I looked at them. There are a lot. Oh, she opened? Just kidding. <laughs> no. There's I thought she ended. She probably Okay, she we can discuss did. this later, but. <laughs> so I looked at the list really quick, and nothing like, it was, nothing was like, hell yes or hell, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I'm like, well, there's nothing really that's like sticking out that I'm like, yes, I need to go to that. Yeah. So I probably won't. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mary? I think this week I'm not going to make goals. I'm going to continue practicing the trusting myself, knowing what's happening, and just going with that. That's it was good. really kind of really eye-opening. Um, I will switch up the mantra though that I have. Um, Morgan would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say those are the those two. This week I am slowing down. That was one of my main goals for the year. <laughs> so I'm going to be home three nights this week. Um, I'm going to write in my journal for five hours. Whoa. I know. It just takes me, it takes me, I have to convince myself that I want to do it. I want to. I like it. It's good for me. But it just takes so much to just get there and like sit down mm -hmm. and open the book and start writing so much I don't know why anyways um, and then and I need a number amount so that I keep going and I'm not just like oh yeah, yeah I tried yeah. you know yeah um, I'm gonna exercise five days I'm gonna be in bed at 10 o'clock so with my new job I sometimes have trainings at 8 a.m. and in my no old job I never had to do 8 a.m. stuff and so my whole routine is gonna be off I'm gonna need to like push it forward an hour and that's hard <laughs> and so I'm gonna start by just making sure I'm in bed by 10 and then hopefully being asleep pretty close after that you know mm -hmm. or something anyways so that's what we're gonna work on this week sweet so my goals I really want to work back on my morning routine bundle and my evening bundle so last week when I felt like I was like thriving it's because every morning I would do my tw like 24-hour gratitude prayer you know <laughs> Um, and then I would make my bed before I went running. And, you know, we've had so many people talk about the power of making your bed, but really, like, getting that done. And then I would dance. So I would, like, make my bed, and then whatever song I had, if there was a leftover time, I would dance to the end of it, right? Um, and then I would go do my run. Um, so I want to make that my bundle because I'm like, if I only have five minutes, I can easily do all that in five minutes, right? And I don't have this week anything early, um, except for with my running coach on Wednesday. So I'm like, I can definitely make this doable. And then my evening bundle, I, I think I like thrived last week when I laid out my clothes, like so my running clothes and then my work clothes. And then I left my phone and charger in the other room. And that's gonna be hard because I really am addicted to falling asleep to movies. And that's why I've done it this week, but it doesn't give me the best sleep. So those are two things. And then I have a hike um, scheduled. And then I want to do one section of my friend Carolyn has this self-esteem course. And I never finished it. I got it last fall. 
but she talks a lot about like really good things and so i want to do another section of that this week so those are my goals guys this is the first time we've finished all our goals before our guest arrives yeah go us we're good discipline okay so tracy just arrived so we are interviewing my dear friend tracy robbins king and i like to google people before i interview them and this is what i found on google first off you have so many endorsements by people she has more than anyone i've seen like you have like 21 for one category 18 for yeah on linkedin oh on linkedin yeah on linkedin you're killing it but then then you have all these reviews and i just want to share these because the like parts of them because this really shows like who tracy is as a person so Tenson said, Tracy was the first person to welcome me. Her personality and general enthusiasm has helped um, to create a welcome and productive workplace. Then Corey said, what a pleasure it is to work with Tracy. And then you said, they said that um, she's a key player and committed to what she does. And I've never had a bad interaction with her. And then Matthew said, Tracy's the most positive person that I know. Her attitude drives her and people around her to success. And I would add my quote to it. I feel like you are someone that you are always, like, you're always studying and learning and wanting to, like, grow and better yourself. And I think that because of that, like, and you just bring this energy, this positivity and happiness wherever you go. And you're so, you're so good at reaching out and befriending people. So, so the reason that I wanted to interview you is because I feel like you've had many goals in your life um, and one goal that you're currently working on. So me and Tracy are sort of switched with our goals. So last week I was telling Meredith and Heidi that I was going to ask Tracy to be my mentor. And so I asked her on Tuesday to be my mentor. And you were like, what does that entail? (laughs) I said, affirmative. But what does that mean? (laughs) Right? Um, But then you asked me this week how I did with my stuff. And so, but I just think that you are a cheerleader for people. But like, so we're a little swapped in our goals because like Tracy's already qualified for Boston. Like, and you when you talk about it i mean you trained a summer for it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and then she killed it right um and then you've been working on your podcast you have the the i neighbor podcast and so me and her like so sort of swap where like i'll help her with podcast she helps me with running and i'm so grateful for that so i just want you to talk a little bit about your goal process with your podcast okay so first off thank you for that very flattering introduction (laughs) Steph as you can see this is why I hang out with her (laughs) and she is just such a pleasure to be around and I believe um actually today my husband he he said this and I thought it was so perfect because he said when you go to buy a home you have to have enough credit that's proven that you can pay things back. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have enough experience buying or um, purchasing something that's such a huge purchase, um, you have to have somebody co-sign on the house with you. And he said, the same thing goes for your goals. You need somebody to co-sign on your goals with you. And I really think that that is so true for me. My personality, and I think most people, 
require some level of somebody who is going to quarterback or is going to um, support you in your goals. So for me, I feel like Steph is the perfect example of this in regards that I wanted to build a a podcast, not my pod. (laughs) (laughs) I'm podcasting. Anyway, um, but I was, I wanted to podcast and Steph was so encouraging to me and she wanted me to, to be successful in that. And so as a result of that, I could not get myself like through the gates and until literally one day Steph came to the house and she helped me finish those hurdles um learning how to where I needed to put put it like what what platform I should use and how we finally get it approved by Apple and just all these different things that I needed to do and I feel like that was the day where I was like I have a podcast like it's official and it's because Steph co-signed on my dream and on my goal. So I am a huge advocate for having people in your corner who are also motivated and who are going to support you in the movement of those goals or in those habits that are supporting the goals. Well, I wasn't like asking about that to hear, (laughs) but I love your whole analogy of like the co-signing because it's so true. It's like going with what we were talking about, like with the the mentoring and everything. And so, so how do you feel like, because like you've accomplished a lot in your life. You taught yourself Spanish. Yes. You, and she teaches Spanish. I did teach it. I taught it. Well, you taught it and then you taught world, but I feel like you've done all these things um, that are great accomplishments, but you once told me, am I okay to share this? Yes. Uh-huh. Because, like, Tracy's a very impressive person. I mean, to teach yourself a language that you've, like, you you qualify for Boston, like, your um, social network, like, things that you've done with that, like, you just have done all these things in your life. Um, you've traveled different places. You lived in D.C. for a bit and stuff. But I asked you, what was your proudest accomplishment, and what did you say? Uh... I don't know. I'm sure that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like shocked that because was I was like, playing it. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, you've done all these things, but you said that you didn't feel like they were uh, like these accomplishments because like it was, it came natural for you. And so I sort of want to examine this because I think that sometimes people might feel the same way, right? Like, of, oh, well, that's like, that was easy for me. So that's not a goal where it's like, no, you killed it with this. That's a goal that you And it's out. interesting because the person who I was with at that time, he also mentioned how he had just finished medical school. He was in his second or third mm-hmm. year of his residency. At, or I can't remember what he was. Anyway, but at that point, and I feel like he didn't even think he'd accomplished anything. And, and I, I was sitting here and I was like, like, I was like, what are you two overachievers? Like, why don't you guys think that you accomplished you? anything? Yeah. Right. And so I actually think that that question and that moment actually was one of those moments that I've reflected on since because it made me cognizant that I was not acknowledging things I've accomplished in my life, whether they're big or small in the mm-hmm. eyes of the world, that it's about my own personal acknowledgement of progress. And I've really struggled with that. I've really struggled to see the progress in my life. And, and I think that's made me feel like, oh, I'm just not 
I'm not moving forward because I'm not like this person or I, you know, I'd compare myself to those around me instead of comparing myself to old self or I'd even say old self Tracy was really awesome and I don't know why, why I'm struggling with like this Tracy who was five years ago, Tracy. She was really great. What's happened to this Tracy? And so I think as a result of that, I have really tried, and I think this is something I'm working on right now in my life, is celebrating what I actually do on a day-to-day basis that is actually good. So I just went to hot yoga today and I celebrated because I did my hot yoga. I went and I, I showed up instead of being like, eh, I don't want to go today. And so it's celebrating, in my opinion, as you do things. It means that you're enjoying your life as you're living it. And then you can look back and be like, oh, I've actually improved in those ways. And so I know one of your questions is, what is one of your proudest accomplishments or what is something that you're Mm -hmm. proud of? And I was, of course, this again was a struggle for me. But as I thought about it, I... I wrote down a list of things that mm-hmm. I thought, oh, this is this could be considered my proudest accomplishment. But for one, I served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and that 18 months of my life was some of the darkest days I've ever been through to this day. And I am many years older <laughs> than that. And, um, and to this day, there are things about that experience that I value and cherish so much. And still, it was the contrast. There were some really dark moments on my mission, and there were some really bright moments. And I feel like it was the contrast of that experience that makes me pleased with it. Uh, and how it grew me as a person because it grew the insides of me, (laughs) you know, from the inside out. And then I feel like I learned, I learned what pride was. I didn't really understand the complexity of the sin of pride. And so that mission just illuminated my eyes to, excuse me, if you're looking up or if you're looking down, that's pride. And so you and just where that was fitting into how I was performing in that way and so I'm so grateful because that has never gone away and Mm so it continues to be relevant to me and then I also feel like some of my other accomplishments and this is an interesting one about the whole goal thing is that when I ran the St. George Marathon for the first time I signed up for it and that was I mean this is back in 2012 right so I, I ran it all these years ago and I thought, well, I've just got to do a marathon because everybody does marathons. I don't know. It was one of those mm-hmm. things where I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. So I did it. And I literally was, my goal walking into that was just run the race. Mm-hmm. Just run it. Just finish. And I got through the finish line. And I think my time was thir- 3.35.01, which I was one second away from qualifying for Boston. I didn't realize that uh, your first marathon? Oh, wow. Yeah. Whoa. And, so I, and I didn't realize that I was that close because yeah. I didn't even know what the qualifying time was because yeah. I went into that race being like, just want to finish. Yeah, yeah. Have Did somebody no come up and you're like, you're almost there. No, but oh. I should have been paying attention to the pacers. Yeah. But when you start at different times, 
your pacer may be anywho yeah, yeah. I didn't even know yeah you by were the just way, running I didn't even it. know but mm-hmm. I realized afterwards that I had missed that's a the huge qualifying time. like the fact wow. that that yeah. was yeah <laughs> that's crazy but that's the thing though is that the next year I was like well I have to sign up again yeah because I have to qualify for Boston now that mm-hmm. became the goal yeah and it but I think if I would have known going into that first race what the qualifying time mm-hmm. was then I would have pushed myself to hit the qualification yeah, yeah. time but because I didn't even give myself that standard yeah. or that expectation, I didn't even go for it. Yeah. So that's just an interesting yeah. side note. And then the next year I th- I went and I was like, I am gonna crush that. And I was watching the Pacers mm-hmm. at this time and I was paying attention yeah. to my surroundings. And that time around I crushed it. Like I, I went and I got a 320. That's like awesome. I was like a 3.19.59 was my time. Yeah, but you say that 19.59. You earned every... <laughs> that's right. I mean, it was like 3.20, every right? Second. So, I mean, it, yeah. was, it was like three hours and 20 mm-hmm. minutes. And, and I, I improved my time by 15 minutes, mm-hmm. right? And so even then, though, it was because I was sitting there thinking, like, just got to qualify. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and then I qualified, and I was like, okay, no more marathons. For yeah. Me. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. lesson learned. I did it. And I think that is a fascinating thing because your first year, I think there's something to say to just like get in there and finish, you know, and to your surprise, it gave you the next year's, the next step of goal. Because if you had crushed it in the first one, you would have been like, cool, I'm out. And there was no challenge. It was like piece of cake. I qualified for Boston. (laughs) But like just even going and saying this time, I'm just going to finish. Not even knowing your potential, because maybe at that point you're like, well, out of this simple goal, I have this huge potential. This next time around, I'm going to push it harder. I really like that perspective. Thanks for giving me that. (laughs) But it is an interesting thought, because it could be like, well, if I had known all the facts about running this race and all the possibilities, I would have done so much. But also, maybe you would have been like, there's no way. I don't know. I'm not even going to try that. And it would have affected it in some way. So that's an interesting Yeah, I I appreciate that. I think that's a great way to look at it as well. See, this is why you talk to people. (laughs) 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 So what are some of your other proud accomplishments? Now that you... Right. Well, I mean, and I think that, like, that was an accomplishment, nevertheless, in that moment. But I think also some of my other accomplishments, I think I was really afraid to get married. And so when I got married... That was an accomplishment. And when I asked David, (laughs) (laughs) and I was so, I had so many fears around Mm -hmm. that. And so I think just the fact that I got married is so amazing. (laughs) Can you tell them that you got in like married after how long? Well, I knew David for seven years. Well, I mean, you guys had dated on and off. Right, yeah, Yeah, on and off for years. Yeah, And then- You knew each other really well. Yeah, we knew each other well whatever I, I feel like it really wasn't that much time in all honesty but but it worked out yeah, right yeah. and I think that one of the things I'm grateful for is that even David when I asked him this question I'm like what's one of your proudest mm-hmm. accomplishments and he said oh hands down marrying you Aww. and just how sweet charmer, is that yeah. right what a charmer but it was so sincere you guys like I just knew he's like I put in so much effort he did to get you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true like he was like he put in his seven yeah. years for me really and so I think for him it really was just this huge accomplishment to marry me mm-hmm. and I think for me it's also the fact that I overcame so many of my personal fears about marriage to get married 
So that was an accomplishment. Yeah. And I think there's been, and, and maybe this is where goals, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you guys talk about this, but just how your habits support your goals, right? And that for me, it's like, who am I becoming? The becoming part helps me choose my goals and the goals helps me figure out my habits, right? So kind of the backwards planning. And I feel like by choosing to say, I want to develop myself into a more patient spouse and a less irritable person or something like that, which is a true thing I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And so I've noticed that working backwards from that is like, well, what's the goal? Well, the goal is like this kind of like, how do I measure if I'm developing patience or these ideas that are bigger, these character attributes that you're trying to build. And I feel like I literally, I read this, I read this in the book, Everybody Always. And I can't remember who the author is, but it's everybody always. And in that book, he shares this story about how his family let him know and those who are closest to him that he was struggling with his patience, that he was not a patient person, that that he really str- he was really driving everybody else crazy with his lack of patience. And so he decided to go down to the hardware store and purchase a bucket. And he took that bucket and he carried it with him everywhere for the next two weeks. And the reason why is because he just read this children's book about what you fill your bucket with, you become. Mm-hmm. And so he used that literally. And he, was, he would fly every day. He commuted every day on the pl- airplane. So he would take his pail <laughs> with him on the airplane, which I just think is hilarious. <laughs> First off, like... And when people would ask him about it, he would tell them, like he would make these jokes about his pail and stuff, but he literally had it with him and he had booked um, a preaching opportunity in Texas and it was Super Bowl Sunday and he did it way before he realized it was Super Bowl Sunday and that's when he spends time with his sweet Marie, which is his wife. And he ended up having to fulfill that commitment and so he flew to this you know thing and he was on his way back and he was taking back his rental car and he'd given this sermon or whatever to this as a guest preacher but yeah sorry thank you guest preacher anyway and as a result of that he was in the line waiting he got in line to get on his flight and he was cutting it really close and of course he got into the line that was super slow and the kid who was returning the vehicles was moving so incredibly slow and after that he and he was sitting there thinking oh my goodness I'm gonna miss my flight. I'm not gonna be able to see the rest of the, I was gonna get the last like, you know, 30 minutes of the Super Bowl, like this whole thing. And he saw his pill and he's like, fill it with patience, fill it with patience. And so for the next 25 minutes, he filled his bucket with patience and he filled it with patience and he filled it with patience. And when the guy came over to him, finally, he opened his door and said, how was your experience? And He said, it was great. You're great. Flying is great. Goodbye. And just like (laughs) walked off with his pail to like go book a new flight because he had missed it. And he, when he was walking away, he was thinking like, I did it. Like I didn't lose it on this person when I would have normally have done that. And as a result of that, 
he was just like so proud of himself. Like, you know, internally he was so proud. And as he walked away, this, this attendant who was moving like a sloth suddenly runs towards him <laughs> and says, hey, you gave such a great sermon today. Uh, hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so I feel like that story it has been something that I shared with David. And then David, when I'm not being very patient, he'll say, do you want to fill your bucket with patience? <laughs> <laughs> and so that would make me so bad. I know, I, I know like, the thing no, is no. You're today, like, <laughs> I do not. <laughs> right. But sometimes it actually, like, it's become kind of a phrase mm -hmm. amongst us that like, okay, how's your bucket doing? How's the bucket? And it's like, like it's not good. You know, but um, <laughs> anyway, but it has been such a helpful story and a good, like that's been something that's helped me with a character goal versus maybe, and, and there's times where I see myself progress and even David and I, and I know that some people be like, I could never handle this, but it's worked for me too, is that when we speak to each other in an impatient tone or in a tone that both of us don't feel like we're being loving and kind to each other in, I will say, David will often say this to me because it goes my direction more than it goes his, but he'll say, and especially if one of us is more calm than the mm -hmm. other, the other person will say, do you feel ready to say that again, to try that again? And the person will decide if they're ready to try it again. And we'll give each other a redo right then. And we'll say it again, like after we've taken a deep breath. And then we're like, okay. <laughs> and try it again and i feel like that has helped me like take things into real time in my character development and it's helped me reflect on okay how am i approaching this right now and how can i like flip the switch and change it so that i'm not acting constantly the same way and just frustrated that i've never changed that i don't even know why i got on that i love it but it was great yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an accomplishment yeah and I yeah. guess that that's part of it too, is that for me, sometimes my goals have been like, how do I gain more patience? And how do I overcome this character flaw? How do I become more controlled in my tone when I'm stressed or when I'm in a hurry or whatever it may be? And so I found a few strategies and I'm still working on that. I like that. Yeah. Because a lot of times like, your first reaction is n not necessarily the best reaction. So oh. yes. <laughs> I've, uh, especially like texting or something like that, I'll go texting and then I look, I'm like, okay, I got pause. I look what I wrote. I'm like, I need to back that off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Honestly, texting is a brilliant thing sometimes because you're like, oh no, don't, don't say that. You can actually see yourself. Let me rework yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's something for me as well. I think sometimes we under underestimate the power of the character goals. And I think that's where my goal this week comes from, where I'm building trust in what I tell myself. Because you get so used to like not following through. But it's different than the to-do list goals almost, the checkmark goals versus the, the things that you can't really see right away but make the lasting impression as well right and I think there's times where my we also had a kindness goal and I did a kindness meter where I'd say like how kind was I to you today on a scale of one to ten 
and then David would tell me how kind I was to him that day. And then he that is hard. I can't believe you guys are really good to each other. Yeah, you're really intense. Like, you're really like, yeah, like where I would say like, okay, how kind were you to whatever the kindness thing? And it only lasted for two weeks before I was like, okay, this is too much. Like I can't, I can't do this every day. I could do it like in a week. Like we could maybe, I don't know. It was kind of mm-hmm. like bigger chunks. I needed a little more time, but sometimes. It was so effective to hear him be like, I felt really loved when you did this. I felt like you didn't want to be patient with me in this. And it's like, oh, that's so true. And then, of course, this is a true principle for any human being. I don't care who, how old, how old, how short, how small, how whatever you are, like your age does is completely inconsequential. But you always, if you want more flowers, you water the flowers, not the weeds. And so I think that's been true in my classroom and that's true for my husband as well. That's true for my relationships. When, when he tells me how wonderful I am and these things that I do that are great, it's like, I want to be more of that. And if I only focus on what he does badly or what I'm wanting to improve in him, he doesn't feel satisfied. But I've also noticed that like when somebody has a good self-concept concept of like they respect themselves, that they tend to advocate for themselves. Like, oh, that is true in this situation, but there's other times where I haven't done that. And you can talk, you can advocate or properly empathize without agreeing with everything. Mm -hmm. So the always and never stuff kind of goes out like, oh, there are times where I do that, but not always. Mm -hmm. And then you can advocate for yourself in those situations and bring back the truth instead of these holistic things that aren't really healthy or helpful for the relationship. So, yeah. Those are more my character goals, but I definitely have different strategies for habits. So I don't know if you want me to talk about that. Yeah, do it, girl. Okay, so in regards to habits, I, of course, and I, I don't know how you guys do this. I know everyone has their own little method of doing this, but I'm currently working on becoming Creation Coach certified with Brooke Snow in her program. And so I am following kind of what's expect there's some expectations so they've set she set some of my floors versus my ceilings i know you guys have talked about floors and ceilings right so um i have on my phone i have two habit trackers i have the habit share do you guys know this one this is like the old rudimentary one where you you just look at all those greens can i, I know, just this say is, this has been yeah. a, I know, but don't worry let's let's go down to chocolate no chocolate no chocolate red 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 okay guys no chocolate has been eaten every single day okay i uh, clearly need to revamp that goal all right um but there's so you can see like just looking at this visually it's data right and so i love data i love looking at my goals and being like what's working what's not where in my day is it not fitting? How is it working? So for example, 6,000 steps a day, this goal right now for July, right? That's, I've had a perfect month so far. And for June, I'm missing days because I used a different habit tracker, tracker for this, but I hit it all. But that's because 6,000 steps a day for me is now a habit. Like it's become something that's integrated into my day. So you'll even see my, my Fitbit will buzz every 20 minutes if I've been having the same heart rate. So when I'm working at a computer all day, you know, I'll get up and do my 20 jumping jacks and then sit back down and it keeps my heart rate up and it prevents me from falling asleep because I have a bad habit of napping. 
And so I love Said to nap. Said no one ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. Anyway, and so I have been this, I have just, I love napping. And so I have tried to like, but this helps me when I do the movement, when I move throughout the day versus like just in the morning when I'm working out or just in the evening when I'm doing something that that continuous movement keeps me awake. Wow, fascinating idea. Anyway. <laughs> So that's, that's what I do, but I track every day. So I track my goals and my 6,000 steps is my move goal. So that's, uh, that's my base. And then if I hit anything about that, great. And then of course I have my 10 minutes, I do my 10 minutes of scripture and it, my, my floor for that is one verse. So one verse that I intently try to, to read with intention. What's your floor for the steps? Is that 6,000? It's 6,000. Okay. Yeah. That's my floor for that one. They set that for me. So. Okay. I'm just doing that. It's also because that's the depression threshold. So there's based on, there's a study that was done and people who didn't move up to like, so it was like 5,800 steps, anything below that, people were more likely to be in a depressive Huh, state. Yeah. So, so Brick Snow in her program, she like sets for your goals, mm-hmm. the 6,000. Yeah, oh. and that's because I'm in the creation coach program right yeah. now. So she's setting my floors for yeah. me, but not with my like, my scripture study, that's my own yeah. thing. But like 10 minutes of meditation, that's my floor uh-huh. right now. But she, you have to still create your own floors because sometimes you're just not gonna be able to do 10 minutes of meditation. So you'll do literally one minute mm-hmm. of deep breathing or whatever. Just do something, right? So for me, that's one minute on my meditation, but 10 minutes meditation, and then no sugar drinks, that's one of the goals she set. But that one's not hard for me because I'm not a sugar drinker. That's just never been my thing. So that's not super hard for me. And I only have to do 200 consecutive days of this within 365 days, not consecutive, but through 200 days. So it's not like every day has to be perfection, which I love. Like this, it builds in the, the grace that is just so important in any goal, right? I think, the problems that I've had in my life when I've been too committed to a goal and too like anal about it, it's become a problem. Wait, so Brooke, cause I mean, I love the yeah, floor yeah. ceiling goals, right? right. And so, but I've never really like understood how she did it professionally, right? And so like, so the 6,000 steps, you have to do that 200 days throughout the year. Yeah. Oh, that I like tracking it like that. Yeah. So she tracks it so that we are able to, so the, the program length is eight, eight to nine months, I guess in total. Mm-hmm. And so she, but she gives us the entire year to accomplish that and become certified. So she gives us extra time for the certification for those who are gonna be coaches to get those things done for these particular ones that she set as the standard for the coach, coaches. Because of course, if you're gonna coach, you've gotta be doing it. You gotta be practicing. And really doing it by the yearly, it gets rid of the all or nothing thinking. Totally. And that's what I love about Brooke Snow. I mean, that's the thing that I think I needed. I needed more moderation. And so she's provided that for me. So now I'm not so like, oh, I missed a day or da da da. It's like, meh. I can do it tomorrow. Or I can do my floor today and I'll get it done. And so um, unplug, so this is, like unplug for one hour, I do that. And then, so that's, I literally, you know, no technology for an hour a day. And I, when I first started that goal, I had to be super mindful that I was setting aside that hour. Now I think it's become a little more natural for me. Like, oh, I'm just not gonna touch my phone during this time. 
Um, so these are goals that she set for me, this one. And then lesson journaling, which has to do with like, I have to journal things. And posture exercises is my own goal. So if I do one posture exercise, I still get it. But if I do all seven or eight of them, even better. And that all depends on when I do it in the day. I've also discovered, you know, it's all about timing. So if I do it first thing in the morning, I'll get it done. I'll always get it done. If I don't, so long posture exercise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and also French Duolingo. This is one of my proudest accomplishments. I have been doing French Duolingo. See, it just, it just told me, move Tracy. Mm -hmm. I think it's telling me to move. But um, French Duolingo, I just, I have to check this out because I don't even know. But I have been doing this for almost an entire year consecutively. I have like a streak which I know that nobody else is probably as proud as I am, but I am so proud of it. I have family members who do the Duolingo streak do and they? they like talk about it and they're like, I have to go do my Duolingo. What is we that? have to pause. We have to, you know. I'm on 357. Yep. So I'm coming up on 365 days straight. Is it just learning French? Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. can, you, can you say a sentence for us in French? Uh, je m'appelle Tracy. Et, et, what else? Uh, je mange un orange. <laughs> I just, yeah, I ate an orange. I just told you that. <laughs> and uh, uh, what else can I tell you? It depends on the topic. I've actually learned a little the bathroom. Oh, où, où est les toilettes? <laughs> les toilettes. Don't let anybody listen to this for my, for my, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Oh, great. People are going to hear this. <laughs> où sont les toilettes? Anyway. That's what it is. So I've learned a little bit, not a ton, but I just, it's like for me, it's just about little things. Mm -hmm. Wait, so you taught yourself Spanish and you now you're teaching yourself mm -hmm. French. That's cool. Yeah, but my French is muy, muy, muy mal compared to my Spanish. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, this is getting boring. But uh, the, oh. the tracking my sleep too, I track my sleep every night and that's because that's one of our fundamentals. So just to like backtrack this a little bit. So with Brooke Snow, everything that she teaches you is like with the fundamentals. So your fundamentals are eat. How are you eating? How's that going? Eat dr and then drink, of course, just like, are you drinking your water basically? So eat, drink. Um, and she actually doesn't have drink. Eat is just part of that. So eat and drink are together. So it's eat, um, sleep. So we're trying out, my goal is to get seven to eight hours every night. And I literally, I, ha I track it. So I write it every day and I also have it on my hair. So I actually wear this at night um, so that I can track my sleep more accurately. Uh, so I've done that where I track my sleep. And it's so illuminating to be like, that what you track, you improve. So anything you're tracking, <laughs> you can basically improve because it's data and that data can help you be like, oh my goodness, I am going to bed past 11 or 12 all of June and all of like most of July. How can I like start, you know, maybe doing the 10 to six thing? That would be great, right? So I think just learning those things. So sleep, and of course, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of, heard of Matthew Walker. Have you heard of Matthew Walker? Uh -huh. He wrote a book on sleep and he also has a master class. If you oh, have the master class yeah. app. Why We Sleep. Yeah, yeah. Why We Sleep, yeah. 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 Read that. Yeah, did you read it? Yeah. Did you find Both it interesting? Oh, fascinating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. I'm sold. Yeah. Amazing, huh? Yeah. I mean, amazing. And I think that Matthew Walker, I listened to his master class, so that's how I learned and whatever. But um, just incredible how important your sleep is and just how underrated it is in our society. And so I'm a huge advocate of sleep. And one of your questions was, what what's one habit that you've been able to change? And I think that sleep has, be, has one of those things that I was able to change. Like, I was definitely... 
a night owl and now I'm more of a morning lark than I I mean it depends on the schedule that I'm con- like holding at the time but <coughs> that's something so I track my sleep as well and that's just a floor so just being cognizant of those things you're good at remembering all the questions I sent over more than I <laughs> it's because I it's because I studied them <laughs> well good job <laughs> Because I have no life right now. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a teacher, and the summer is still going, even though I'm not going to teach this next fall. But yeah. Well, okay. I want you to talk about because you were talking the other day when we were running about removing obstacles from your goals, and you talked about specifically with podcasting and how you've removed some of those obstacles. So I think that you know we've talked about how there are those things that maybe come a little bit easier. Um, but then for stuff that's a little challenging, how do you remove the obstacles? So this was my, so first off, I would say obstacles for every person are going to be very different and unique depending on who you are and what's most challenging. And I would say with the podcasting goal, it's a matter of commitment. And so am I going to be committed to it? And how frequently do I really want to do this? And if I'm going to do it, I have to schedule people. And I have to brainstorm who I want on. I have to reach out. They have to contact me back, tell me when they're going to do it. I mean, there's people who don't want to do it immediately. They said they'll do it with you in two months. And so you have to follow up and you have to, you know what I mean, right? And so I feel like for me, that has been a really critical piece is I have to plan. If I'm going to be successful with this, I have to plan and I have to prepare the questions and I have to be ready for that interview and be, and I feel like that's just part of the process. So for me, I've learned that scheduling and actually putting that into my calendar, like I'm going to schedule and I'm going to brainstorm who's going to be on the podcast. That needs to be in my calendar as a block of time that I'm actually going to do that. And then I also feel like for me, it's about scheduling. And then if I'm not going to be accountable, it means that I call you, Steph, and say, hey, Steph, I'm going to come over to Title One right now for this hour while I do this so that I am accountable, right? Or because so that I can get it done. Because I tend to be, um, I don't know if you've heard of Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies. Have you guys heard of the four tendencies? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The four tendencies are obliger, rebel, questioner, and upholder. And I'm an obliger. And so I'm a person. I'm a rebel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sh- like you, most of us just know what mm-hmm. we are. I know I'm an obliger, but we have a friend. We have a mutual friend who's also a rebel. And so I feel like the more constraints she feels like she has, the less she's willing to do them. But if she has the time, she'll get those things done and she'll prioritize them as long as she can do them her way. And so I feel like for me, I do really well when I'm accountable to other people. I'll, I'll, I tend to do much better. But if I feel like nobody else even is listening or I'm not caring, then it's like, uh, whatever. And I can break the rules. I can break my promises to myself. And so I know that that um, with that question of removing obstacles, I really feel like with podcasting in particular, I found a, a company called Ali2, like a service that would m- modulate my sound and that I can just go on there and edit. And then they'll just piece everything together for me and export it and send it directly to my podcast feed when I'm done and ready to publish and that that was extremely helpful and I had to learn how to use their interface and there's some things that are annoying about it but I honestly appreciate it because otherwise I was just not well versed enough in the in the software I have and so it was just over it was too overwhelming so removing that obstacle and then um 
I, I think that that was a big step for me was just getting the right software. And then I've also done, and then as a result of getting that, I feel like I've been empowered to do more other, other things to promote my podcast um, or to make my Instagram posts or whatever that I've used wave to create like audio clips that I can use when I post and things like that. Well, and I want to give a shout out to Tracy's podcast because I didn't say the name of it, but it's the Thy Neighbor podcast. And you just interview people in your life. And I, I love the way that like, so Tracy and I, when we, when I first started like podcasting, I had you as like a co-host for Utah Fan Club. And I remember just sitting there and being like, wow, she asked such good questions. And I really think it's a talent of yours that you're so in tune for questions. So all your guests, it's like you really know how to pull information and not a way that like makes it like you're interrogating them but like um you're just very genuine with it so go subscribe to that but I I I really do like as you've talked to me about like overcoming these obstacles it's like once she found that software she was like producing a ton because that was the big thing that was Was my taking up the time yeah that was your blog yeah for sure so I think that's true for all of us yeah. It's like, how do we identify our obstacles and how can we somehow get around that mm-hmm. through it, whatever it is. So I think for me, like one of the things I most struggle with about the coaching program is taking time to do the, the questions. She has questions for each week with our lessons and you are supposed to be completing those questions. I struggle with that. And I've learned that if I fit it into my morning schedule, I'm, I'm going to do it. But if I wait, it's just probably not going to happen. And I have to prioritize it and put it into a place where it's actually going to get done instead of into a place where I think theoretically it will, but it never does. So the data is critical for being able to recognize where is this fitting in my day and how could I change it so that it's actually, so I'm actually successful. Yeah. Love it. Great. Yeah. I think I'm a rebel as well. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, that sounds very familiar. I think I've done that test. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to do the test and see how I truly come out, whether if I am really a rebel or that's other parts of my personality. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's interesting because I've taken it at two different times in my life. Mm-hmm. And when I took it the first time, I was an obliger. The second time, I was a rebel. Oh. And... The, then the third time I took it, I was, I was an obliger. So I mm. I feel like I'm an obliger, but I, clearly that day I was a rebel. I was a rebel. You were filling yeah. it. I was like, nah, nobody tell me. But anyway, yeah. I, I think it's also learning how to work with that. So I feel yes. like as soon as you know how you respond to input, it's like, ah, oh, you tell me no matter. And like I read this recently how one woman said that her daughter – confided in her that no matter when she asks a serve a waiter or waitress what they want uh, like what they recommend as soon as they recommend it no matter what they say she can never order it because she just cannot handle that somebody told her what to they she should order oh i'm not that that (laughs) see i'm i'm totally like the person who's like oh is that the best great i'll order it yeah i'm I'm on that's that's mine you know so i think I mean, things like that I listen to and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely super easily influenced, <laughs> unfortunately, sometimes. It's interesting to take it. Well, yeah. I just pulled up um, our questions because I forgot what I gave you. And there's two that we haven't asked. Do you want me to ask you? Sure. So, because this is a good one. What do you do to motivate yourself when you're lacking desire? Yeah. How? 
what are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I should turn that back on you all. Tell me, what do you do? I So when I am lacking desire for or whatever I've set up, I feel like it's because I've either lost momentum, so I've stopped doing it or something like that, or I'm not clear enough on why I'm doing it. And I feel like if I can get back to those, the like if I can get to back to my why, or I can get back to a clearer understanding of why I'm doing things, it does motivate me. So I would say that that's something I have to do. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know why I'm doing this. Like I, I sit there and I'm like, and it's mostly when I say I don't know why I'm doing this is because I'm turning off my brain and I'm not choosing to actually dig and think about what am I really doing this for? And is it a good thing or is it not a good thing? So that's what are you what about you guys? I think I liked what Morgan said a couple weeks ago about he kind of gives himself just a couple days and then it's like nope I'm back on it where he's gotten to the point that really stood out to me from when he came another guest um he was like I don't lose momentum because he he does give himself the couple days of like laying around watching tv whatever it is but then after a couple days it's like back on it let's go and so I've I've paid attention to that too that it's like okay this has gone on too long let's Let's change something, let's do whatever. But it's that grace of giving yourself a couple of days and then kicking yourself back in the pants and going. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think I have um, kind of like a, a bag of tricks, right? And it's not always the right answer every time. Um, sometimes it's the, Heidi, be, be graceful with yourself, right? Give yourself a break. Maybe just lay in bed today, you're really tired, you know? Um, sometimes it's the finding the why, sometimes it's music. So I kind of like a playlist of like get up and go songs. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I'm doing it, you know? Um, sometimes it's a competition, I'm pretty competitive. And so if, if I can convince someone to be in a competition with me, then, I'll, then that will kind of um, get me moving at least yeah. enough to, to continue, right? Or even if it's not a competition, it doesn't even have to be against somebody, it can be together we're doing this and I don't want to let the other person down. Um, Not necessarily that they're making me accountable, but that I don't, but I'm helping them or, you know, together we're reaching someone and I don't want to be the weak link. So that like social responsibility, I guess, is a big one for me. So I think it just depends on the circumstance, but I have like a handful of things that I try and pull out whenever I'm not. I I would say education is huge for me. Like getting back on, like getting on to people who I know will motivate me. Like there's some people I can go to on social media or YouTube or things like that that I know are going to help me pull out of it. So I'll start listening to motivational speeches or I'll go to a book or I'll revisit something that I know is going to help lift me again. Well, and and on that note, just thinking about the why we sleep, right? So if I think like, oh, I don't want to go to bed or I don't want, you know, knowing everything about sleep that he talks about in that book all of a sudden sleep is way more important to me way more and it's worth the sacrifice and it's worth the other things that I'm not doing because I know right so education in that way educating yourself on your other goals and why they matter and the difference that they make and reminding yourself of that education of those facts and stuff right why why am I not eating sugar why 
oh, because it has like all these side effects? Okay, that's what I needed to know, right? Or it has this effect on my body. Yeah, exactly. I'm just reminded of that again because yeah. yeah. One time my sister and I, we brainstormed like, these are the reasons why we don't eat sugar, right? And oh, because it makes my eye twitch and it makes my nails thin and it makes my, you know, like all of these, my skin dry and it makes, and we just made this big long list of why, because sometimes you're like, man, I just want that brownie, man, I want the brownie. <laughs> and But then to rem- remember, oh, I don't want it. Or maybe I just want one. I don't want the whole pan, which is sometimes the other option, right? Yes. So, yeah, I love that. Floor goals, ceiling Four, goals. Yeah, floor goal, one brownie. One brownie, ceiling, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which way are we going with it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do we keep it in the spectrum, right? You know. It's kind of like you. You. I mean, you have depending on what you've done, you have to have like different um, things to go against it. Sometimes I do more of a inner look I'm like okay why do I feel like this what's going on like and I'll sit there and kind of think about why I feel this way what's going on what started it how I can get back up I'm a very and like I really think about things a lot so I'll just meditate or whatnot and figure out why I feel way the way I am and then I'll try to plan out. I'm like, okay, cool. I got to do this. Once I start doing it, it'll like jumpstart it. I'll get really motivated. And like, I mean, like sometimes you, like I like mountain biking. And sometimes I'm like, I don't want to mountain bike at all. I'm like, it's too hot. It's mm-hmm. whatever. But when I start doing it, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm glad I did this. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why I questioned it. I, yeah. It feels good. Right, yeah. or hiking, or um, doing something that you or like uh, last week I went dancing. Love dancing. I wasn't going to go. I'm like, I, I promised myself I got to do this. So I went. And I'm like, why did I have to like coax myself to do this? It's so much fun. So. Oh yeah, I love. People change when they feel good. Right. And that is absolutely true. When people don't feel good, it's less likely for them to make a change. But if you're feeling good, that's a good indicator that you can keep moving. Like, oh, right. I'm in a good place, you know? You're gonna make more changes at that time. What about you, Steph? Um, I think that I clean up my surroundings. I remember in church one day years ago, that this girl just talked about how she just organizes her shoes and she just starts with her shoes and like then she's able to make progress and like if i'm struggling that i can't even like clean my room then it's like i'm not gonna get anything else done so i like that but okay so our last question for you because i do feel like you're a cheerleader you're a motivator what i guess is your advice or your hope for people that are listening and maybe they're feeling a little fuddy-duddy is that even a word? Is oh, it is now. <laughs> it, is. it is, yeah. I've definitely heard that word. <laughs> or they're just like, blah. You know, like how, how we feel so many times. Um, like, what's your advice to them to start with their goals? Or why is, what, like, remind them of that feeling of accomplishment? So, I think this probably goes back to what I just said previously. But I really think it goes to what's motivated you in the past, go back to those people. Like I love listening to Mel Robbins and if I need to, her TED talk that she gave a few years. Like Are you years, related? 
Well, my Aunt Mel. Just kidding. Uh, I wish. Hashtag Uncle Tony and Aunt Mel. Um, but uh, I pretend, you yeah. know? Yeah. But um, what I do go back to her TED Talk that she gave about the five-second rule uh-huh. and about five, four, three, two, one, mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. I use that still to get out of bed sometimes when I'm not getting out of bed. And I think it's going back to something that you feel like, okay, I can do the five, four, three, two, one and go dish the, wash Mm -hmm. the dishes. Or I can, I think especially when people are low on their motivation, go listen to somebody who in the past has helped you pull out of that or go on a walk or wash your face or, you know, girl, wash your face. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I read that book for the first time, um, do you guys know that book? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Anyway, when I read that book for the first time, I literally walked all over my neighborhood listening to that book. I could not stop listening. I was just constant. I just needed it. It was like, Mm -hmm. oh, I can. And after that, I was like, I can do anything. Like, Mm -hmm. what am I going to do? Am I going to go a mountain today or mm-hmm. I don't know I just felt so empowered so I think for me it's having a list of things that when I'm feeling down Tracy when you're feeling down this is what you do and that list can be anything and I think there's lots of things that are along that line like make yourself a smoothie do um, 10 jumping jacks like tell somebody you love them text a friend tell them how, why you care about them just things like that, that I think sometimes it's not about, it's not about a feeling because you're not going to have the feeling. It's about moving and then the feeling will come eventually. And maybe it won't even come in that moment or when you're doing it, but afterwards you probably will have some kind of recollection that you're feeling a little better than you were before. Yeah, exactly. I like, I like all that. I was thinking, I need to make myself a little book. <laughs> yeah, a, l- a list, right? That's yeah. what I was thinking yeah. of. These are things that I need to go to. I need to remember. Mm-hmm. I need to. Like dancing. Yeah, that bag of mm-hmm. tricks, right? The, yeah. And I think you it's actually a resource. had a bag, like the pail, right? Like, <laughs> like you're feeling gloom and then you just like yep. pick it up and it's like, oh yeah, I can yeah. go do this. And I also made a list of luxuries, like luxury list, like how I feel more luxurious in my life. And so mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I used my essential oils in my in my bathroom. I uh, I chose to add like lemon zest to the top of my smoothie. Um, or do you see what I mean? Like mm-hmm. little things you can do to like level up the joy or the luxury in your life. Like it doesn't have to be these huge things, but it's just like, what are those things that like make you feel good about yourself? And a lot of that is about keeping our promises. So I think when we keep our promises to ourselves, we feel better. Mic so drop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect way to end the podcast. <laughs> Seriously. So Tracy, if someone wants to reach out or if they want to listen to the Thy Neighbor podcast, how? Um, what's your Instagram handle? How can they contact you? So my Instagram handle is at Tracy D. Robin. So T-R-A-C-Y-D-R-O-B-B-I-N-S. And I post on my, my podcast feed on my personal Instagram right now. I don't really do Instagram, but I'm working on it. So it's you been, have been. I've been trying to yeah. up my game been great and then I really like it I like mm-hmm. Instagram and then I uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts on I I mean I guess it's iTunes what is that Apple by Podcast iTunes, the purple yeah. one yeah on your purple <laughs> icon. Uh, click on that you can look it up it's the Thy Neighbor Podcast and then Stitcher is available for those who are on Androids 
and of course if you go to podbean podbean is another venue for finding it and you're working on being a coach right yeah so there's so many things i want to do it's it's being clear about it and moving forward and not getting off of it just because it's not fun for a time but if you listen to tracy and you're like she can motivate me send her a message slide into her dms seriously guys (laughs) I'll totally be your coach <laughs> right like but really though like I'm open for services <laughs> well and I'm just grateful for you as my running mentor so um yeah thanks for being here Absolutely. and thank you guys remember listeners to dream big start small and act daily bye Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by Remnus Audio. If you also want to be accountable or record your journal or preserve your memories, head on over to remnusaudio.com and Steph here will take the hard work out of preserving your memories. Yeah, I will. And you don't have to put them on a podcast like we are to share with everyone every week. (laughs)